the Revolutionary Guard used drones to figure out where the protesters were, and then they used snipers in some of the uh, high buildings in that area, and then they individually began shooting people either in the head or in their heart. Well, I think what the people have realized after 40 years of Islamic revolution, that all the promises the government has been making for 40 years are not, not coming true. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome again to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. This is a special digital-only bonus episode of VOM Radio. If you are on the Voice of the Martyrs mailing list, you got in your mailbox this week a special report about the country of Iran, about the persecution that's happening there, about the upheaval that's going on in Iran and how that's affecting the church. This podcast episode is, is designed to for you to hear in conjunction with that report. We have a guest, Peter Smith, back with us. He is going to talk about the nation of Iran. We're going to talk about what's happening there. We're going to equip you to pray specifically for uh, Iranian Christians during this really crucial time in their country. Peter was with us back in 2017 to talk about how he and his family adopted the country of Iran more than 20 years ago and began to pray every single day for the country of Iran. Since that time, God has given Peter and his family amazing opportunities. He's actually had the opportunity to visit the country of Iran. He's connected with many different ministries who are still working in Iran. Uh, and so he has really a unique perspective to help us understand what's happening in Iran right now. Peter, welcome back to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. It's great to be with you again, Todd. What, what is the key issue right now? We know from watching the news that Iranians literally have taken to the streets. Many of them have given their lives in the course of these protests. What is the issue that has gotten them so upset that they have literally marched against their own government? Uh, back on Friday, November 15, the government of Iran increased the price of gasoline 300%. Just in one day? In one day. Wow. And what was interesting, the day before, the, uh, the President Rouhani made a big announcement. They had just found a reserve that had over 50 billion gallons of gas. Wow. So on one day, they're happy, <laughs> and the next day, they're sad. So, I, I mean, just for our listeners here in America, if you if the price of gas tripled tomorrow— what would you do? How would you respond? Obviously, the people in Iran responded by saying, hey, we're not happy about this. Yeah, the first day, uh, many of the protesters simply went to a local gas station and sat so the vehicles could not get in to get their fuel for that day. Well, then day two came along, and some of them decided to park their cars in the middle of the street and then just left them. <laughs> <laughs> But then day three rolled around, and the local police in many of the cities— by the way, this was these protests were not just in the capital. They were in over 100 cities in Iran. So this was— This is widespread. Widespread. And uh, this was primarily the working-class person, 
This is not the people who have protested in the past, which have been more of the educated. Kind of intellectual class. Yeah, or... yeah. So here they have uh, day three roll around, and the local police say, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you need to move your cars. You need to allow people to come into the gas station to get some fuel. And the people just sat there. And then day four rolled around, and the police says, uh, sorry, we have got to do something right. about this. We asked you nicely, <laughs> and now we're going to not ask nicely. Yeah. And then the sad news is on day five, the Revolutionary Guard came, and this time they came with their Toyota pickups with heavy-duty machine guns in the back. And, Todd, another thing I just discovered this morning, they used drones. The Revolutionary Guard used drones to figure out where the protesters were, and then they used snipers in oh some my. of the uh, high buildings uh-huh. in that area. And then they individually began shooting people either in the head or in their heart. Because when people went to the morgue or to the hospital to claim their dead child or father or whoever, a lot of the doctors says these, these shots were to kill these people, either in the neck, in their head, or in their heart. So in, in a matter of a week, this escalated from hey, we're really upset about the gas prices, to the government really turning on its own people. Well, I think what the people have realized after 40 years of Islamic revolution, that all the promises the government has been making for 40 years are not, not coming true. So the question for Voice of the Martyrs radio listeners is, how is this affecting the church? Because we know there are thousands of Iranian Christians Mm-hmm. The government doesn't like them either. Uh, so how is this protest affecting the church and affecting gospel work? Well, I remember Saturday morning, within hours after seeing that these protests were started, I began contacting people that I knew inside the country asking, hey, what's happening to your house church? Uh, there was one particular house church of 10 women that meet, their mothers, their grandmothers, and they decided, we're just going to go ahead and meet and pray and have our Bible study. Well, other groups decided to be more cautious and said, we're just going to put our ministry on pause. But when we do that, we're going to ask God for new strategies to be able to reach out either now during the protests or afterwards because of what's going to happen. So some of our friends inside Iran, some of the believers there, are seeing this as an opportunity, really. Yes, they are. Well, for example, like if the price of gas tripled here, would that mean you would walk to the grocery store or would you ride mass transportation? But for example, like if you have to go from city A to visit your house church to city B, which is where you live, you probably would take maybe the train or the bus. Well, the good news is when you sit on that seat on the train or the bus, it's a captivated audience for a couple hours. And so there's new opportunities (laughs) to share the gospel with those that you're with. One of the things we talk about in the special report that is going out this week is because of the upheaval, there is more distrust. Uh, We've talked in the past, and and we've had Iranian Christians on sharing about just the incredible openness inside Iran, that how open the people are to the gospel. Is this changing that? When, When you've got people protesting in the streets, when you've got people being shot by the government, are people a little more standoffish, or is there still that, that hunger and that openness? Well, the two things that happen every time they have a protest 
And by the way, during the 40 years that the Islamic Revolution, I mean, Islamic Republic of Iran has been in existence, this is not the first time they've right. had protests. Right. But each time it does two things. It helps the average person on the street realize that government is not the answer and religion is not the answer. And so that begins sending them searching for what really is the answer. We're talking today in this special bonus digital-only episode of The Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Peter Smith. He and his family adopted the country of Iran more than 20 years ago to pray, and I would encourage you to come to vomradio.net and listen to our previous conversation with him about that, uh, and especially as we think about going into a new year in just a few weeks Ask God if he has a country for you to adopt and send me an email. Let me know what country you have decided to pray for. But as we talk about Iran today, Peter, how does religion play into this? Because you you mentioned the fact that this is the Islamic Republic. The government of Iran says we're doing everything exactly according to Islamic principles and yet the people are marching in the streets saying, hey, we don't like our government. Mm-hmm. How do they connect the two? Well, there's a great disconnect. And you know what it's doing? It's actually leading many people to become atheists. They're saying, I'm just fed up with religion. I don't want any God. If Islam is this way, I don't want to have anything to do with it. So that also, though, is making a pathway for the gospel. Because obviously, if Islam isn't working... (laughs) what are the other options? Well, Todd, we both know that there's several ways that God is using uh, the gospel in the country of Iran. One is satellite TV. Uh, There are several excellent Farsi Christian satellite TV networks. And each day they broadcast into Iran with programs that help reach those who are listening. And I know in the case of, of Dr. Hormoz Shariat from Iran Alive, who has been our guest here on VOM Radio, they are specifically talking about the protests in their broadcasts every day. They're saying, okay, how do we as Christians process? How do we think of, about this? How do we pray about this? Uh, so they are seeing an opportunity as well and, and turning this into ministry. We're talking with Peter Smith. He and his family adopted the country of Iran. Peter, what What's the persecution situation? My, my sense would be if the government is so worried about people marching in the streets, they're maybe less worried about house churches and about Christians. Is, is that accurate, or, or how is this affecting persecution? Well, Todd, there's two things I'd like to share. Uh, recently, there was a prisoner, a Christian prisoner, that was released from prison, and he was in Evan Prison for seven years. But for the first time, they asked him to stay inside the country but as an exile a thousand miles from where his home is. They chose to have him move to the border next to Pakistan. So that's, I've never seen that before. It's very unique, and I'm still trying to figure out why are they trying to do that? Why was he such a threat? (laughs) (laughs) Because many times, uh, as soon as a prisoner is released from prison, they flee the country. Right. They go to Turkey. And and the government kind of encourages them. Hey, why don't you get on out of here? Exactly. Do pray. I I would encourage uh, Ibrahim Feruzi is the name of Mm -hmm. this prisoner. We have had him on Prisoner Alert. I know some of our listeners may have written letters to him at Evan Prison in Tehran. Please keep praying for him because as as Peter has shared, even though he's out of prison, he's not out of trouble. Uh, and, And certainly the government is still watching him what about the broader persecution picture? Do, do you have a sense of things getting worse, things getting better? 
how how is it to be a Christian in Iran right now? Well, today is December 18. This is the date that we're releasing this broadcast. Historically, the last several years around Christmas time, the Iranian government knows that Christian, Christians like to assemble for Christmas celebrations. And so a couple years ago, there was one group that had over 70 people arrested on Christmas Day. Just within one group? Within one group. Wow. And so uh, what I'm getting at is, as your listeners pray, let's pray that in the midst of all the confusion of the last several weeks, that the government will be looking elsewhere to figure out what's happening with this protest versus trying to track down Christians and arresting them. Amen. And we're going to get in just a minute to some other specific ways that you can pray. Peter, as as we think about the protest, what what's the end game? I mean, you've been watching and and fellowshipping with Iranians for 20 years. What do you see happening at the end of these protests or or what happens now? Well, Todd, today when people woke up in Tehran or Shiraz or one of the other cities in Iran, some of them went to school, some of them are going to work, some are retired. And my point is they got up just like we got up today and they have their day. And so my prayer has been from the very beginning that however many people live in Iran, and right now it's about 82 million, that every person would have a clear opportunity in their lifetime to be able to hear the gospel in the language that they understand. And speaking of languages, we think of Iranians as being Farsi, being Mm -hmm. Persian, but there are minority groups there. There are other languages as well. Can you talk a little bit about some of those? Sure, yeah. There's about 60 different people groups. Uh, One of the larger people groups is Aziri. Uh, they're spoken just near the border of uh, Azerbaijan. Right. And so there are ministries that have satellite TV programs for that. There's the scriptures in that language, and there's other resource tools that are made available for that people group. Now, would most of the Azeri people in Iran, they would speak Farsi as well? Yes. As Azeri? So they're they're bilingual, but obviously their heart language would be Azeri. I think the most important thing we have to remember is when you want to have that person hear the gospel, it needs to be in their mother tongue. Yeah. Yeah. The language that they speak at their house. <laughs> what the, the language that the grandmother speaks when she's around the kitchen table. Amen. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Peter Smith. He has uh, adopted the country of Iran for the last 20 years, praying daily for that country. We talked with him in 2017 about that process. And again, uh, I want to encourage you to go and listen to that and think about whether or not God would have you adopt a country to pray for. I also want to encourage you to listen to our previous podcast episode, which was our, our radio broadcast episode last weekend. We had a testimony from a sister inside Iran, Sister Nilu Far. we called her. I want to encourage you, do not miss her story of how God is at work in the country. It will inspire you. It will also help you to pray as you think about Iran. There are other Iranian brothers and sisters that we've had on Voice of the Martyrs Radio over the last several years, and I would encourage you, some of them, Brother Ali, I know we talked with him last year. Uh, Sister Padina talked about being in the house church in Iran Uh, They talked about how they practice for persecution, and I would encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes. 
Peter, as we finish up, and this is just a, a short episode to help people understand what's happening in Iran right now, we always want to encourage people to pray. You're in touch with Iranians inside the country. You're in touch with Iranian ministries that are reaching into the country. What are they telling you about the specific ways that we can pray, especially right now? You've, you've mentioned the Christmas season. We've talked about the protests. What are the key ways we can pray right now? Well, Todd, I'm going to share four key words to help your listeners remember how to pray. Uh, the first two words are peace and hope. Uh, next, Good Christmas words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when you think, when you read the Christmas story this year, and especially uh, where G, uh, Mary gets tapped on the shoulder, and uh, she's told, you know, hey, you're going to have a son whose name is Jesus. One of the first words that the angel shared with her was peace. And so uh, that's what we'd like to have you pray for the people inside Iran, that they would have peace and hope during all this turmoil. Now, the second thing is, uh, let's pray for strategy, and then let's also pray for provision. Uh, let's just practically role-play this for just a second. <laughs> the next time you go gas up your car, your SUV, your van, or whatever it is you drive, as you're standing there putting the gas in your vehicle, just use that you know 30 seconds or a minute to pray for the country of Iran and pray for new strategies and new opportunities, but also pray for provision. Because all the workers inside Iran did not get a pay increase. Right. They're having to pay triple the price just like everybody else. Well, then the other practical thing is when you go to the store this weekend to buy apples for your family for Christmas, here's one thing to remember. A year ago, the price of apples in Iran was $10 a bag. Today, it's over $250 a bag. Wow. And so... So they're not having much apple pie this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I can just tell you. Maybe pumpkin, but... Uh, <laughs> so my point is... You think... I, I mean, just being practical, you think about that. Mm -hmm. You think about gas. I filled my car with gas this week. It was $35. So mm -hmm. if it's three times that, it's over $100 mm -hmm. for a tank of gas... How would that affect me? Obviously, I would have to make some decisions. I would have to mm -hmm. make some tough choices. Yep. So I provision and peace and hope and strategy. Talk a little bit about strategy. Well, a couple of the inside uh, house church networks were saying we need new ways to reach the people during the time of protests, but especially afterwards. Yeah. Because people were going to have this uh, angst in their heart, their anger towards the government and towards the leaders. But how can you turn that into a platform to share the good news of Jesus Christ? And so they're just saying, you know, well, other, also, too, they need to do this safely. Right. Because they don't want to get thrown <laughs> in jail. <clears throat> and so the combination of what might be a new way to approach somebody with the good news, but also do it in a discreet way so that they're not arrested and thrown in jail. Amen. You are listening to a special bonus podcast episode of the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Our guest is Peter Smith. Uh, I want to encourage you again. There are more episodes about Iran. Come to vomradio.net and listen to them. I also, if you did not receive the special report about Iran, about the persecution that's happening, about the upheaval that's going on there in your mailbox this week, you can request a copy, vomradio.net slash Iran report. 
Again, vomradio.net. That's the main VOM Radio website. And then slash Iran report. You can request a copy of that report for yourself. You can see what's happening in Iran right now, how the church is being persecuted, but also how the gospel is going forward. And we've talked a little bit about that with Peter today, so I encourage you uh, request a copy of that report. We will happily provide one for you. Todd, I hate to interrupt. <laughs> I know we're going to conclude, but can you open up the report there in front of you? I do have it. There is a quote, I think on page three, that's set off by itself. Uh-huh, yes. Would you be willing to end our program with that quote? Well, I, I would, and it's interesting because uh, we had Brother Ali on Voice of the Martyrs Radio, and he said something very similar to this. The, the quote that's in the report is, Don't pray for regime change. This is where the gospel is flourishing. Uh, and, and the church leaders inside Iran say, Wait a minute, if, if our regime changes, if we have suddenly break out of democracy and liberty, maybe the gospel won't move as quickly. Uh, and so they are asking us to pray for them, and as we've talked about, pray for strategies to address these changing times and to keep getting the gospel out. But they say don't pray for regime change because God is on the march in the country of Iran you can hear this episode again at vomradio.net. You can hear our previous episodes with Peter Smith, uh, our episodes with Dr. Hormoz Shariat from Iran Alive Ministries, with Brother Ali, uh, with Sister Padina, with other Iranians. And again, I want to encourage you, listen to uh, last weekend's episode with Sister Nilufar to hear just an amazing story of how God is working in Iran Peter, it is always fun to connect with you and to hear about what God is doing inside Iran. Thank you for being our guest this week on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. God bless. You've been listening to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio, and uh, we will have another episode this coming Saturday morning. So I would encourage you to download and listen to that episode then. And uh, as always, you can connect with us at vomradio.net. I would love a note from you to hear how you're praying for the country of Iran uh, and maybe what country God has laid on your heart to adopt and pray for just as he laid the country of Iran on the heart of our guest this week, Peter Smith and his family. Bless you. We'll see you next Saturday right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.